In a world where negativity, toxicity, and hatred runs rampant, two superheroes. What? Oh, not superheroes? So like two regular heroes? Not even regular heroes? Just two dudes? Sure, whatever. It's your script. Two nerds who are sick of toxic fandom have made it their goal to rid the world of negativity one hour at a time. Hello and welcome back to Poptimistic, the last, the, oh no, part one of the last Poptimistic <laughs> of the year. Lastimistic. <laughs> I am your uh, uh, band leader, Anthony. Ooh, I'm your uh, shirtless drummer, Brent. <laughs> Boy, he's just sitting in the back there sweating and killing it. <laughs> Keeping us all on beat, Brent. Hi, welcome uh, to this week. We're going to this week and next week, we're going to take a little bit of a break from our normal uh, formula and we're going to do an end of the year situation. Yeah, this year is a little different. So normally we would go like a little with these top 10 lists. We'd go a little more like media focused. We go a little more. Yeah, like pop culture focused. Yeah. But Brent, do you want to kind of talk about what we're going to be doing here? My list is not all just things that I enjoyed, but it's a uh, well. I mean, it is it's things I enjoyed, but it's not all media. Um, it's just mm-hmm. all different things that we enjoyed in the last year. Not necessarily ten movies, ten books, anything like that. It's it's a mix of everything because not enough stuff came out in twenty twenty. Yeah, for me to be like, <laughs> I like all of these shows because, as we all know, twenty twenty was a weird year. So. So we'll be including uh, some personal events yes, um, because we needed to fill them out. And I just didn't think there was enough pop culture content this year. Like no music for me. I mean, there was like three singles by two bands that I liked and that's it. I have some music, but. Oh, great. I loved them, but I didn't want to include. I felt like just personal stuff. and, And I felt like that was a good way to round it out. Like I really wanted to just talk about what was good this year and focus on. It's kind of like we're lighting a candle on the entire year. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, some of my things definitely do that. So I'm, I'm really glad to be jumping into it. Well, we have, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to swap off and we have, we're going to do our, our spots number 10 to five. And the next episode we'll do five to one. And so Brent and I will be trading off giving, going from 10 to one on what our favorite uh, things are from this year. Did you do any movies and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I did some I was like, media. I was like, if you, I was like, you only did personal shit. I was like, damn it. It's like, wow, I, I missed the mark on that one. No, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. No, 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 no. I have some, I have some media, and I actually have a really controversial pick for top three. So we'll, oh. we'll see. Uh huh. Controversy. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, so okay. what we need. Okay, so I was listening to Bill Burr talk about like his Star Wars thing, and he was talking about how he built his podcast, and he's just basically he built his podcast on a Kingdom of Salt. And of course, you know, I mean, I love Bill Burr. He's like, you know, salt king and he shits on everybody. And it's kind of how he builds his thing. And I was like, we got to be like the exact opposite. I I love Bill Burr. But I was like, our thing is like, let's build a kingdom of like optimism, of optimism, of hope, of like, so we're going to try on sugar. (laughs) I like that. Let's go. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say no more. That was perfect. Let us start. Do you want to start or should I? 
Sure, I'll start. Go ahead. Go ahead, my king. So, <laughs> the king <laughs> of sugar. Real quick, just to, I'm gonna. My list is actually 11 items, so I'm gonna do 11 and 10. Um, 11's real quick. I got a I got a, a Christmas card <laughs> from my dear co-host, and uh, it's the best Christmas card I've <laughs> ever seen. Because it's you and Emerald and your cats, and I don't know how well to describe this, but Anthony also has on a like a sport blazer that is black with like Christmas lights all over it's beautiful it's my favorite. and emerald's ugly christmas sweater yes. says bite me and <laughs> it's it's yeah. the best christmas card i think i've ever seen so oh that's great uh, um, i really enjoyed that so glad we could include you on in that this year so what was you said you have an 11 as well just a random 11 yeah we might as well i so uh my 11 and 10 were almost tied and then i think it just went with time so i was gonna say among us was my number 11 mm. um I, I it went down with my number 10 i played more um, but I think Among Us was just an excellent, it was like exactly what we needed at a certain time. Like I would say that maybe Animal Crossing would be, uh, for other people, what Among Us was for me. It was the very social game that came right. at the exact right time. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to say it really quick because it, it, beyond that, I'll go further into my other ones. So go right. ahead with your number cool. 10. So number 10 for me, already breaking the rules kind of guys, cause this came out Ooh. late 2019. But I didn't discover it until early 2020. I know I had talked about this earlier in one of our podcasts, but uh, the book The Body, A Guide for Occupants, has continually been something I've enjoyed this year. Because, like, even last night, my wife and I had started watching some movies, and then we started playing a game called Sequence. I don't know if you've ever played Sequence, but it's a super fun board game, everyone. But while we were playing Sequence, we were listening to the audiobook of The Body. And it just reminded me just how much I love that book. And I was like, this ha- this absolutely has to be on my list. So it actually... Awesome. Yeah. So the entire thing with Bill Bryson is he talks about, in the two books I have of his at least, he talks about subjects that are pretty complex. So the other one that uh, he did was a, a short or a brief history of, of almost everything. I think it's, I, I butchered the title just then, but that's okay. And then The Body, uh, A Guide for Occupants, which is all about the human body. And he talks about it and breaks it down into like really intelligent topic pieces of each part, but also does it in a way that I understand it. And like the common man, I feel like is what it's written for. (laughs) So you can kind of like dumb it down for people, but it's also very intelligent. And not only is he talking about the body, but he's talking about different scientists that have like studied the different parts of the body and the different, different people that have progressed science, people you might not have like heard of before. Um, a kind of the good, bad, and the ugly of of scientists, because uh, he talks about Ooh. talks about uh, one of the guys that kind of mainstreamed lobotomies. Um, oh, what? And like this dude, this dude got like a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, he did, I think it was two hundred and over two hundred lobotomies in twelve days. Um, what? Yeah. So he he was known for having the quickest way to do a lobotomy. But it was also like the most gruesome way to do a lobotomy because he would just take an ice pick and stick it up like behind the person's eye and then scramble it around and give them a lobotomy. And this guy did it on people as young as four years old. For what purpose? So, I mean, lobotomies essentially are to to make someone obedient or like dull them down to it essentially takes away their personality strips away like a big core of who they well, are yeah okay so when you stick that ice pick up there you're messing with the frontal yeah. cortex right yeah and so or he, frontal lobe frontal sorry. lobe yeah so he would he would just jab it in there and wiggle it around and 
muff it up so they essentially just pay him they <laughs> the way he describes it in the book is they just become obedient obedient um shells of people yeah well that because that takes away their personalities yeah is that a good thing <laughs> no no okay and so that's, good i was like where are we going with this he, you know he so he you know like i said he talks about the good the bad and the ugly in it so he talks about oh. you know things that are are good in science things were not good in science um and it's, so it's really fascinating um i actually i pulled a couple excerpts from the book that i was gonna read um i have three we can cut any of them if you don't like them but uh i just okay. got it it's a good these are for each one is from different chapters it kind of shows his writing style and yeah, shows what the book great. is really about but um, okay excellent go ahead So as recently as 1956, it was illegal in 17 United States for epileptics to marry. In 18 states, epileptics could be involuntarily sterilized. (gasps) What? Uh, Isn't that wild? Dude. Well, so one of my favorite things about this book is just full of like little facts and tidbits and stuff, too, that I never would have known. Um, And then, like I said, it really gets into like the science of the body. So there's some really fascinating stuff. Uh, This next one. If anyone's a germaphobe, this might be gross for you. So you're welcome. Perfect. Actually, the next two will probably be germaphobia. But humans shed skin copiously, almost carelessly. Some 25,000 yep. flakes a minute. Over a million pieces every hour. You run a finger along a dusty shelf and you are in, you are in large part cleaning a path through fragments of your former self. Silently and remorselessly, we turn to dust. Oh my god! Oh wow! That last <laughs> sentence is spectacular. Uh, I, I love the way he writes. Um, it's very poetic. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um, oh, so this mm-hmm. last one is the longest one. Okay, but uh, this is from the chapter. I think this is microbiomes and you, or my, so it's essentially about a lot about like germs and stuff. But um, sure. So for years, Britain operated a research facility called the Common Cold Unit, but it closed in 1989 without ever finding a cure. It did, however, conduct some interesting experiments. In one, a volunteer was fitted with a device that leaked a thin fluid at his nostrils at the same rate that a runny nose would. The volunteer then socialized with other volunteers as if at a cocktail party. Oh. (laughs) Right, yeah. So I think that already is an interesting little premise to see. Well, it's from Mythbusters. I don't know if he's specifically talking about that, but Mythbusters did the exact same thing where Adam was at a table. With a tube that leaked nose that, and so he would like wipe and then it was, and then they did like a half hour dinner party, turned on a black light and then showed the transfer. But I'm sorry. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah, to no, that's, I, that, that's funny. It is. I mean, it is the exact same thing. I guess they probably just did this first because this was back in the eighties. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm glad that, uh, Hey, look, Mythbusters ripped them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so unknown to any of the volunteers, the fluid contained a dye visible only, uh, only under ultraviolet light. When that was switched on after they had mingling for a while, the participants were astounded to discover the dye was everywhere. It was on hands, head, upper yep. body of every participant, and on every glass, doorknob, oh sofa cushion, bowl of nuts, you name it, anything. Disgusting. I think that one is a little, uh, I, I mean, little it's relevant. Pertinent. It's relevant. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> they, don't, they talk about how you need to wash your hands and stuff. It's like, yeah. Yeah, because that's gross. And now yeah. I have to find that MythBusters because I really want to see the visual, the visualization of that. 
It's it's a Jackson Pollock basically. <laughs> but yeah, so that those that's just kind of a little taste of the book, but it's Oh my gosh, I love that. That's so cool. Though I thank you for bringing uh, like passages too because you know, just describing a book, oh, it's great, it's intelligent like, but then it it sounds like poetry but also like, yeah, very I love the that's way so cool. I love the way he writes. Like I said, he mm-hmm. he talks about some really complex stuff but talks about it in ways that it makes it easy to understand. Uh, and then learning a lot about like scientists that you don't really hear about and stuff was really cool too. Um, yep. He talks about some scientists that help find cures for diseases and they never got like any credit for it. And then yeah. it's like the scientists after them that got credit for it. And so it's, it's really interesting. It's uh it's a lot of fun to listen to, well, to listen to and to read. So that's so awesome. Okay. Highly recommend then. Um, uh, sounds like, well, I was gonna say, we need to idolize scientists more like, there's absolutely only a couple it's like oh marie curie and tesla and you know right that's and the and the guys who are on lsd and and discovered the uh the helix formation of dna great we know these people but we need to know like we should be propping up these other people these smaller time people especially the guy who created insulin Yes. Gave the patent away because he believed everybody should have it. Yep. And corporations took over and yep. are now charging $300 a bottle. It's insane. Well, and like, yeah. I like sports. I like sports a lot. But it seems like a shame that athletes are more famous than the people that right. are coming up for cures for diseases and for things that are life-threatening, you know? Yeah. That's sad, but, uh, I mean, we can we can do our part. It's true. <laughs> Read this book. Read this book. Find your favorite scientists. <laughs> Shout his name from the rooftops. Post post flags of them in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a jersey with Einstein's name on yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool. Oh, wow. That that totally beats my number 10, because my number 10 is just Call of Duty Warf- Warzone. <laughs> oh, okay. Was, yours is way cooler. <laughs> uh, I was just going for... I just kind of put this in as sort of a an honorary, because it does come in from 2019. Same as, like, Among Us was, like, from 2018. So we're, we are still kind of fudging a little bit. Among um, Us was 2018? Yeah, and they were actually making Among Us 2 that they scrapped this year to put more of those features into Among Us 1. That's awesome. Yeah, because it that. blew up. Yeah, so really cool that they, they, they had a small indie game come out a couple years ago, and then it just blew up for them. Won them Game of the Awards, Game of the Year Awards and stuff, which is very cool. And they, like, cried. They're, like, you know, this little indie developer is, like, yeah. three people. So. I watched that. It was it was great. Yeah, that was really a nice moment. Um, but Cod Wars and I had to give it my number 10 over Among Us just because of the sheer amount that I played. And not only that, but you and I played a ton, and you... I think you got I, my only win was in the shotguns and snipers mode, and I think it was with you and Chandler, right? Um, or was no, it just I never Chandler? Did shotguns and snipers. That's right. It was it was Chandler and my friend Ryan. So, um, sorry, I totally confused you with another white boy. <laughs> That's so offensive. What do we all look alike to you? Yeah, I can't tell myself from you, honestly. <laughs> But I have to give it to Warzone. I really think Warzone my favorite battle royale. Possibly, I it it does. Apex, I think we went over this before in our in our BR thing, but in yeah. 2020, Warzone was my BR. Um, it, it was just such an awesome, fun time. You and I played. We, yeah. we got on Discord. Yeah. It was just a great, you know, connector. Uh, it was just a, like, like a lot of my picks are going to be like vehicles for socialization this year because yeah. socialization is just huge. Like we found different ways this year to socialize virtually. And for me, Warzone was a big one. It got me really connected with Chandler, got me really connected with you. Yeah. 
We need to do Warzone again, man. I've been playing too much Tarkov and yeah. getting depressed about just dying so much. <laughs> so we should play some Warzone again. Cause I, Honestly, I I would love to. I, it's going to continue to. I, they're keeping it around, and I'm going to continue playing it. It's one yeah. of my Well, because even on... Because um, technically Warzone was part of... <laughs> Modern Warfare re-release or whatever, right? Yeah, the the just Modern Warfare 2019. They continued with it as a menu option on the new Black Ops. So like, yeah. clearly they want to keep it around for a while. And I think they make a lot of money off of it with like the, the packs and the skin packs and stuff oh, like that. Oh, thousand percent they do. Yeah. 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 They still make money on it. They're going to keep it around. I have a feeling, well, they keep updating the map, which is really cool. But I have a feeling that on the next round... After so, Black Ops is this year. Uh, I think next year they'll probably have a Warzone revamp. Is my like a new map or oh, something? Yeah. I, I think they're really gonna because they're just gonna keep it going. Like they already have. It's still popular. They're just gonna keep it going. It's totally fine. They've got it, and I, I'm I'm happy about that. I'm I'm totally fine because it's it's free, which I love. So uh, yes. you know, we got Black Ops and we played it. But honestly, I'd play more Warzone over Black Ops. Um, <laughs> Funny thing about about Black Ops is like I agree on that. I would play probably Warzone and Zombies a bunch more and like probably won't dabble much more inside of black ops itself so yep yep agree the zombies is really great too i just wish they had like another map honestly it gets a little yes, repetitive real it quick does i have a friend though that i found out was on he got to level 54 in zombies and he goes he goes yeah but like really it doesn't matter after level 50 it all gets pretty repetitive anyways and tedious and i was like oh yeah sure i know all about that <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine getting past 50. That sounds... Uh, I'm having a hard time. We have a hard time getting to 20. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, 25 sounds scary. We've only evac from 20 like three times. Uh, but anyways, I'll give that my 10. Um, I, I just really, I really enjoy the feel of it. I think it was, I think they were really passionate about what they were doing with that whole game. And it oh, feels yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, I love all the like they have the all the different operators and stuff, and like I I think we mentioned this in one of the other ones. I am a, a little bit of a sucker when it comes to microtransactions for skins and stuff like that. So oh, really? there's like extra operators that you can buy, and like I I've, I've bought them, and they are fun, and I like them. <laughs> so uh, it's I, they have a good model going on with that, and it's working out well. But it's yeah. it's so much fun, and it, it definitely took over my favorite battle royale for last year as well, or for this year as well, because. It was PUBG, and then I started playing that one with one of my buddies on Xbox originally, and it just it took over as my favorite. It's it's very fun. I mean, Call of Duty knows what they're doing for first-person shooters. They've done it for a long time. So, um, well, we can move on real quick to your uh, number nine. Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Palm Springs, um, the movie Palm oh Springs. Oh my gosh, Andy Samberg. Um, I absolutely adore that movie um i think i've i think i've watched it now four times and it's just it's better each time i love that movie it's so good it's so like funny and genuine and it's just it's i think it's my favorite andy sandberg movie at this point as well but i i love it um i know we we briefly talked about it at 1.2 so yeah and it will spoiler alert show back up um but not as a full number spot but it will show back. It will pop back up in this list. Ooh! So there's a little there's a little teaser. Uh, but I, I I really that movie was so unexpected and phenomenal that it really just made 
made kind of my year. Like it was really just uh, it was a, it was a mix of everything that I love, which is obvious. Like Christian Chris, Kristen Milioni. I, I am really bad at her name, but I, <laughs> I fucking love her. Love her. I think she, how I uh, how I met your mother. She was mm-hmm. honest. Like I can't picture anybody else being the mother in that show. She simply brought so much emotion, feeling, yeah. empathy. Uh, adorableness just like she was the perfect cast for that and like i and and i'm just so so glad that she's blowing up and getting more and more work now because she deserves to be in all the things absolutely i agree not only does she do the adorable thing really well but she just has a great range and i was really glad she was able to show it off in this movie too because she's not like the perfect girl yeah yeah. she's like very not super innocent gets really angry there's like a bunch of like great range and sides to her character so good and that's the thing is it's there's a lot of range from i would say most of the cast in that movie it's sure it's so good though it's yeah it's so fun to watch that's that's all i have to say it just deserves that list nine that nine spot on my list i love it done uh, love it. All right. Let's do um, your number nine. Oh, yeah. My number nine. Anthony's number nine. Okay. So let's get into a little personal business. Sex. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> he lost his virginity. At- <laughs> <laughs> I immediately put a ring on it. Um, so she, uh, Emerald, has been getting really into sort of uh, cat rescue uh, trap and release work, a um, lot of fostering. And so this is my number nine is basically our cat work this year. We fostered a litter of kitties. Um, her uncle, I don't know if I've told this story before on the cast, but her uncle got screwed over. His friend brought two cats over and said, hey, can you cat sit for a weekend or a week or something? And then um, ghosted him. Turns out the cats were pregnant they each gave birth to six kittens each. Oh my gosh. And he already had two cats and he lives in a studio apartment. Oh my gosh. So he had 14 cats <laughs> in, or yeah, six, 12. He had 16 cats in this studio apartment and it was insane. So we went in, saw what was going on. And that night we grabbed one of the litters, took him home and then found another foster family for them the next day. And so we kind of took these 12 cats. Uh, We then like two of them got really sick and we were like really worried they were gonna die. We had to like bottle feed a bunch of them. Um, We had to give them, you know, we had to take them to the vet a bunch. Like it was a a whole couple month adventure. Cause then once they started growing up, we had to, we had to raise money for them um, so thank you to everybody who helped with that. We actually raised a good, like enough to get them into a system. So they all got adopted. We worked to find them homes. A couple of my friends took some, a couple of colleagues from Buzzfeed took some, nice. um, and then we ended up keeping one. So Emerald was like, well, we have, we've had these since they were like a week old. We can't just let them all go. Yeah. You gotta have <laughs> one of them at least. You gotta have one. So uh couch as we call her was the missing piece we kept her and she was well basically what happened was they all kind of got adopted in like a week or less span like it all happened almost overnight and we kind of were sitting there and we had like two or three left and we're like 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 we had them all with us at that time but we were like they're all leaving in like a day do we do we keep one? Is this a conversation we have to have right now? Cause we've been kind of keep like, like pushing it off. Right. And 
um, we, we had kind of two or three candidates and Fridge, uh, our large female orange tabby, had just started cuddling with Couch and just bathing her, just being a total mama. And we were like, well, we didn't really pick the cat. Right. Fridge, it's the it's Fridge's cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's her kitten. So we kept it, we kept her. She's our missing piece because it got easier. So we had three cats before. It was kind of hard. Like we had grandpa who's kind of an asshole and like standoffish, but he fights Fridge all the time. <laughs> and then um Philo, who's like this little energetic ball of crazy and he always just chases everybody around and it's kind of <laughs> annoying like they don't like it so what happened was couch came in fridge was able to mama her she played with all of them so yeah. she so philo and her were chasing each other around the house so it got way easier it was like weirdly like we didn't have to pay attention to the cats because they suddenly had this dynamic that then worked together and it just really clicked. They had their so, little ecosystem all worked out. Exactly. So we're just really happy with what happened. We accomplished something and now Emerald is kind of, she's continuing to do TNR work, trap and release to like try and reduce the population because it's exploding. Like yeah. they can have babies. They can have babies starting four to six months in and they're going to have up to seven kittens every like four to six months months for the rest of their lives so they reproduce way faster than rabbits like, <laughs> yeah. stereotype is rabbits but fucking <laughs> cats dude so so she's been doing a lot of trap and release work and she's actually considering sort of a change of career into possible cat rescue work so that's been a really huge part of our year and i just wanted to include that because it was just like something we earned something that we just did together and it really really helped us get through quarantine because this all happened during um like this all started in like March or June. So oh, wow. it was like right when lockdowns happened. So it really helped us get through the, the year. I've never heard so of Trap and Release before when it comes to... Oh, yeah. So Trap and Release is a great program. Basically, um, if you see a cat with a clipped ear, it means that they were trapped and released. And what they do is uh, you have a humane trap where you feed them sort of in the trap, get them uh, used to it. And then um, one day you just rig it so that when they step like a, on the other end of the trap to go eat, um, it'll just bloop, pop down a wall at the other end and they're trapped. Uh, okay. And then you take them to, there's a lot of rescues that do um, work for free or like through the state or whatever. And they'll just cut their marbles off or go in and, you know, clip them. We, we call them their marbles. Um, take their marbles out. And uh, and then you just literally bring them back and to the same spot that you trapped them and you release them because cats operate. They know where they are. Like they have a, right. you know, right. territory. And so if you so if you literally take them out of their territory and you like, say, release them a mile away, they might just die right. because they don't know where to get their food. They don't know where to get their water. They don't know how to survive in this area. So the idea is to bring them exactly back and then release them. And then they're they have no marbles. They can't reproduce. So. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's a big push because like, for instance, we did a walk around our block and we counted over 50 cats in just like a couple blocks. Oh my gosh. Um, and some of them are people's cats that are indoor outdoor cats. Right. But then we worked with a rescue to who came into this very large house. Then they had uh, quite a few cats they were feeding and trapped over 30 cats in one place. Oh my gosh. And neutered them all yeah is crazy that's wild so um and i mean it got out of control because it was like oh we're just feeding a couple wild cats it's fine six months later you're like i have 30 cats <laughs> <laughs> that's so, crazy yeah they they grow they get exponential let's 
go make some money, yeah. come back, and finish off our top five, the second half. How do you say from 10 to five without being freaking dumb about it? Uh, but anyways, yeah, no idea. let's go get money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> learn how to cook from the best in the comfort of your own home well now you can have gordon ramsay shipped out to you once a month to prepare and help you and stand over your shoulder and scream at you on how to make just gourmet meals is he going to give you every step in every in, in the recipe no but he is going to yell at you if you do it wrong <laughs> do you want pstd in the kitchen <laughs> yeah Post Gordon Ramsay stress disorder. I think I just said PSTD. You sure did. Yeah, it's fine. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, for only um, $1,233 a month, you can have him fly out and personally scream at you for all of 32 minutes. <laughs> GordonRamsayCares.com. Cares, cares is in parentheses. <laughs> He's actually so cute with his kid. Have you seen any videos with his kid? No. He's like on TikTok. He's doing like these adorably cute videos with his with his like teenage daughter. Um, where like she's cooking and like they're dancing to songs or whatever, and then they like swap and he's wearing a dress. Like the same dress <laughs> she was just wearing. Like it's kinda cute. Like he's doing a he's a only videos I've seen of him I've seen on TikTok are him critiquing people's food oh, on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Which yeah, are a so delight good. to watch. Oh yeah, those are one of my fave TikTok videos. So TikTok, promo code uh, Poptimistic, <laughs> you'll get <laughs> you'll get free videos just like you would if you yeah. didn't enter a promo code. <laughs> That's our second ad. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> Is your mattress too comfortable? Yeah. Do you want something that can be shipped to you at a high cost? <laughs> Always. Bed in a box. It's made of wood. All wood. Wait. Wait, the bed? The bed? The entire bed. The mattress. It's just bamboo that's oh, not been cultivated into anything. Just bamboo. <laughs> you open the just box the and it rolls right out and it's bamboo. Better than those other bamboo beds. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to worry about spilling wine on it. You won't have to worry about sleeping on it. The second use of it is escaping Caribbean islands that you're marooned on. <laughs> take a bed sheet and hold it up and let the winds take you. Every time I hear about like a bamboo mattress or like bamboo pillows and stuff, I'm like, that sounds uncomfortable. But then I realize yeah. they, they've done something to make it comfortable. We have My back hasn't complained in several days. <laughs> Are you tired of paying for pornography with a credit card? <laughs> Just going to let that one land real quick. <laughs> Just ponder that one. Well, this is, you should head on over to Pornhub because uh, actually... Um, they have just uh, wholesomed up. They've done a huge, huge move. We are not being paid at all by Pornhub, and oh. I don't, this is not something that I actually advocate for you to do, but I did want to bring it up that uh, all non-verified videos uh, have been purged from Pornhub. Here's a statistic. They had 29 million videos, and they're now down to 2.9 million videos, something ridiculous like that. They actually purged like tens of millions of videos um, what the, what does that mean? Well, that means that for years and years and years, Pornhub was kind of shitty. They uh, rebuffed people who were 
reporting that their own um, revenge porn, yeah. child pornography was put up on. Like it was not, you know, it was a hub. It was a hub for something. Yeah, and it really functioned like that. But what they've done now is they've actually pur purged like eighty percent of their content in an effort to get rid of all that. And honestly, like. What a good move. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just wanted to highlight that a little bit. It's a huge move. Um, I, I hope that other companies take that um, to heart. Uh, and if you want to support a move like that, Pornhub now um, accepts only cryptocurrency. So go ahead, buy a little bit oh, of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think part of this was, uh, and I'm going to, I can dunk on them a little bit because I think they only did it because Visa and MasterCard pulled out. Yeah. Oh, I made a porn <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> They uh, they they didn't allow them to be used Visa and Mastercard on Pornhub, so I think part of that was a bid to get the credit cards back. But to be fair, they fucking did it. So I'm I want to say if you do something like this, something good for the you know betterment of the use of the internet, yeah. I support that. And Absolutely. I would say maybe you know just throw a little Litecoin their way or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't pay. Nobody pays for porn anymore. But like, <laughs> I would support. A company that does something like that. Absolutely. It's such a good move, and I want to reward companies that do that. And because if you vote with your wallet and say and just move away from them, what are you telling them now that they've done that? Right. Like, so use the free market for things that are good. I'm just saying, if you're gonna watch some porn, throw a little money their way, maybe. Yeah. Also, you know, people are unemployed and they are on OnlyFans. Sure, you, sex workers are not bad. You can throw money their way too. Absolutely. They're also absolutely worthy of your money. Uh, as an engaged man, I don't partake in that. No, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to get out of this hole. I just wanted to say that it was a really wholesome move. And as part of a semi-serious ad, just highlight something good well, that happened. I don't think, one, I don't think that is that subject is really talked about enough. The fact that yeah. like revenge porn and stuff like that is put on the internet. And... Extremely, extremely huge issue. It's... I don't, I don't think people understand the severity of it. I don't think people understand yep. that like what that does to the person that is in it like you oh no there's there's a lot that goes on for those people emotionally especially if they you know when they find out that they're on a website without their consent like it's horrifying yeah and so that's i think it's fantastic that they did that i think that's awesome i think so too i think that like for instance there uh, this just highlights just how prevalent it is because it's not just pornhub yeah. it's Facebook. Yep. Facebook has plenty of revenge porn and child pornography. Yep. Uh, it's abhorrent. And I think that I hope that this will start the healing process and to move forward yeah. with, with better use of the Internet. But anyways, um, it was a little dark, but uh, they didn't give us a dollar, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> Welcome back from our sloppy ads. Uh, <laughs> um, We're just sloppy drunk at 11 a.m. It's fine. <laughs> End of the year, baby. So we, we, we made it through 10 and 9 so far. Yep. We got, I think we should probably clip through the rest of them a little quick. We got three more to go for this episode. We're just so passionate. We are so passionate. So my number eight. Yeah. Mandalorian. Brett, this season. Number eight. Oh, number I totally eight. interrupted. Uh... <laughs> Mandalorian, this season of Mandalorian. Hell yeah. Um, now, with that being said, I have not watched the final episode yet. So Ooh. theoretically, this one could move for me later on in life. I won't move it in any point during this oh, conversation. Oh, boy. 
But um, I, here's the problem: is I, before we even, I know you're not going to finish before we even do the rest, like the next episode. Right. So, spoiler alert: it also pops up later. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe we can go, okay, so since we both have it on our list, maybe we can talk about it more in depth later when it pops up yeah, again. Yeah, definitely. Let's okay. do that. Perfect. Um, I will do a spoiler section where I will give my take on the last episode. You can pop your earbuds out. We'll get to that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So my number eight is another kind of personal one, but it's more of a global issue. Um, work from home. Uh, this year, I was able to work from home starting March and continuing. Uh, well, if I do, can, I, I work at BuzzFeed currently. Um if I continue to work at BuzzFeed, it will be like, I'll be able to work from home th till August of 2021. So I've loved it. Obviously there's a balance issue of like always being at home and there's been a little bit of isolation and mental health that yeah. we've had to balance or I've had to balance. But all of us, not all of us, a lot of essential workers had to be out on the front lines. And of course, you know, thoughts to them like hard working people. Um, but I see this as a glass half full situation because uh, for a lot of companies like Silicon Valley, I don't think Silicon Valley, those people are ever going to go back into offices because, for instance, San Francisco is their real estate is crazy high. Yeah. They're saving money without the companies are making more profit and the employees statistically, as have been proven by all these studies that have come out, are happier working from home. Yeah. Um, there are balance issues. Some people have gotten lost in work. Like you can lose track of time. You're in one place. You feel more isolated. I think that's a little bit more of this year um, on top of work from home with the situation of COVID. Yeah. But I'm honestly really glad that we got this opportunity because I hope that it makes an uh, it makes a big difference in work life balance. For instance, I commuted two hours each day, and then I worked nine hours, like including an hour lunch, which I only eat like 20 minutes. So yeah. I'm always, I'm like one of those people I don't like sitting there for a fucking hour, like eating yeah. or doing something. <laughs> like I had to start taking walks because I was like, I'm just gonna go right back to work in 10, 15 minutes when I'm done eating. I was gone from my house 11 hours a day, five days a week and two, and I was driving uh, 10 hours a week and it just burned me out. Like I was actually at, like a wit's end and I was like looking for other jobs when this hit. Yeah. Um, so I, but now Buzzfeed specifically, I can only talk about that, but I think that other companies are taking this to heart. Oh, Buzzfeed yeah. is very progressive. So take this with a grain of salt, but um, they sent out a company wide, you know, um, survey. We all kind of answered saying like, yes, we all want sort of a work from home balance. Like, maybe two days a week in the office or even like video editors like me, we can just go in one day a week, have meetings, get a drive, yep. whatever, and then go work and do our work for four days. Yep. Um, and I have personally had such a revelatory year because I was able to make my own schedule in a way. Like I got all my work done. I felt really productive. I was able to do stuff like foster kittens, yep. um, you know, start a podcast. Like I got two hours of my day back every single day and it, immediately made a difference. I worked out twice a day for a month straight. I just felt so good yeah. just having that time. And it was an absolute re revelation. And I just wanted to say like, that was just huge for me. I, I love that. Working remote has yeah. been awesome in general too. I, I, it's been a great year. That's. Especially as a family man. Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I really hope that 
going forward companies will be able to like because it's a win-win i think like you can save money on on rentals like you don't have to rent as much office space i think you can be just more efficient like uh studies come out saying people are in a way more productively you can be just as productive with all the technology we've all had virtual meetings we're able to do the exact same stuff we can do well and when you're thinking about like the the costs of a business a lot of time you you stop thinking it like just rent and stuff but then think about the hundreds of computers in a building and the electric yep like yeah the electric the internet usage you have to have specific uh internet packages that can handle all of those people yep. at once and stuff and it's like yep i know my company back in colorado is loving the fact that they're saving money because it like yeah mainly just our factory is open there now and all the employees that work on computers are at home and so it's it's crazy so and if we're going to look at this situation and try to be glass half full about it i think that it it highlighted a lot of work life issues and a lot of sort of almost work abuse issues yeah so i'm just really glad um in a way that it's kind of happened if it had to happen what is brent's number seven my number seven is a musical album not a music not, not a musical i'm sorry but an album <laughs> of music um, oh, oh, I thought it was going to be like <laughs> Cat on a Hot Tin Roof or some shit. <laughs> nope, nope. A Beautiful Place to Drown by Silverstein. Oh. My favorite album that came out in 2020. I, I know okay. I've made you listen to some of it. It's just super good from top to bottom, from T to B. It's, uh, it's an album I absolutely love and would listen to over and over again. One of my favorite things about Silverstein is they've been one of my favorite bands since high school and like... The fact that I've gotten to listen them, listen to them throughout the years and hear new albums consistently has been a lot of fun for me. But this one, it's... Uh, what was it called again? Uh, a Beautiful Place to Drown. Okay. I'm going to give that a, a full listen. Yes. I, I think I, I went through, I went through like Spotify's like top five or whatever songs yeah. of Silverstein after you, but um, I'll give the full one a listen. Bad Habits, the first song on it, I think you'll really like a lot. It's uh, okay. It's very Noted. good. Very, very good. It's got a lot of featuring stuff too, which I really enjoy. So it's got a lot of like other artists in there. So like Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath is on one of the songs. Oh, cool. Um, Princess Nokia, Caleb Shomo, like... It's there's just a bunch of featuring artist stuff, which is always fun to listen to, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just. I'm gonna be honest. I love when I love the song that Eminem did with. Uh, oh no! What's his face? The ginger guy. The oh Ed Sheeran. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah. The ginger guy. <laughs> you know Eminem and that ginger. Uh, yeah, that's all I know him as. But yeah, no, there's there's some really good songs, and it's it's just one of those albums that I can like jam to. Any time of day, I've probably Great. I've probably listened to that album over a hundred times. Um, oh wow! In its entirety, and not just like random bits here and there, but it's it's just so good. It's really fun to listen to. So highly recommend. I need new music because this year none of my bands came out. They all all of my bands uh, postponed their records. Yeah. So I needed a new music. I'll I'll give that a a good a good hard. It's listen. real good. Real good. All right. Um. Sorry, I'm trying to, we're just trying to, we gotta, we gotta pump these out. Um, <laughs> my number seven, Anthony's number seven. Number this is so seven. dumb. Why do we keep doing this? I love it. I think it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, it keeps the energy up. Um, so mine is going to be Mythic Quest, Raven's Bouquet. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it's uh, a TV show on Apple TV Plus, literally the only one worth it. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's from the creators of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's about 
how you haven't you haven't heard about no. it you are going to love it oh my gosh okay so it's rob McElhenney from always sunny yeah. uh cricket uh from always sunny rickety, he, <laughs> rickety but he plays like a very straightforward businessman yeah. and is so so good uh it's about a video game developer company that is basically like has a game out that's basically world of warcraft so he, oh Rob McElhenney is like a totally egotistical, like head of the studio, head of the developers. It's just so, so good. Um, the first, it, it was, you know how like comedies mostly have like a rough first season? Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of hit their stride in the second season. This one has like, I'd say maybe a rough one or two episodes, but we were, it was, it, it just fucking takes off, dude. It's got a, uh, the guy from Community, um, tall, skinny. I always forget names, but I can always remember names. The guy that uh, plays faces. Jeff. Abed. Oh, Abed. Oh, um, oh. And yeah, it's just chock full of incredible actors, and they're all spectacular. But here's what really clinched it for me: is the season was so, we like we were blown away. Like the season gets so funny, so good. It's got a little bit of heart in it. We loved it. What happened was they, um, as soon as lockdowns happened, they were, as far as I could tell, the first that did a quarantine episode. And this quarantine episode, like, you know how, like, it's a little tedious to watch people on Zoom. Yes, like, yeah. I watched other, I watched other TV shows that did the, the Zoom thing, yeah. and it just didn't really work. There, I, I cried. We both cried. Really? Yeah, so it's really fun. Like it's it's funny. They got it, it. Really, they they carry each each actor is really good. So it carries each moment yeah. um, through the Zoom thing. And then and it, and like just as it was like oh, okay, this is getting a little tedious. They go here's a little bit of heart. Enjoy. And we were like, oh my gosh, it was a gut punch. And so I I just think that they were they did it the best, and it really clinched this whole season for me. And it's one of my top shows. I cannot wait for season two. Interesting, Danny Pudi, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, good call. Is it only on Apple TV Plus or whatever that's called? Yeah, yeah, it's an exclusive. But you can you can get Apple TV Plus for like a year or something if you. I don't remember how, but I think you just buy some Apple whatever. So, mm, but interesting. Or I, I think it's only like ten bucks a month, so you can okay. do like the ten bucks or something. Right, and then right finish it up and then cancel it. That's what I love yeah. about the subscription. Like the world of subscriptions we live in now, it's like I can sign up for something for a couple months, get my enjoyment out of it, and cancel it. Uh, all these people online are shitting all over. They're like, oh, it's just like cable, how cable used to be. And I'm like, no. it is nothing. Did you live through the cable? Cable, you had to sign on for a year contract. And if you didn't yeah. stay with it, you had to pay a cancellation fee. With this, you can sign up and cancel. A hundred bucks a month for all these different streaming services. And I was like, yeah, but the difference is if you're not using one. Just cancel it. Cancel Which it. we've done before. Like with, with HBO Max, yeah. we canceled it after Barry season two because we weren't really watching anything. Yep. And then yep. some new stuff came out. And so we, we signed <laughs> back up for it. And it's like, yep. you can do that with all of these things. And I, I love it. I think it, it works great for, for me and my wife, at least. Yeah. So that's mine. Highly recommend. I think you should note that one down because you I'm going would to. love that show. Oh, well, um, with the names, it turned into a already, pitch me. Like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let us move on to the last two. La wait, wouldn't we just be? Doing oh, did you six? give a seven? Wouldn't we just be doing six? Yeah, that's what I meant. But oh. last two is in you and I both give a six. Oh, duh. I was like, wait, duh. It's okay. Um. um so, Brett's number six. Number six. Um, my number six is a streamer that I've been enjoying watching. Um, his name is Jesse Kazam. 
He primarily, I know this is going to be a shocker, primarily streams Escape from Tarkov, but I absolutely adore him. Is that how you got into him? That's how I got into, uh, well, that's actually how I got into Escape from Tarkov. He's the person that made me want to play it. He's the only person I subscribe to on Twitch. Like, he's the only person (laughs) that I, like, willingly will give money to every month on Twitch. That's awesome. He's great. Like, as we've talked about Escape from Tarkov a lot, it's a very easy game to get mad at and, like, be toxic about. And he is everything that I think about when I think of, like, Poptimistic is he's very positive and he's very upbeat and he, like, he doesn't get mad. He's not one of those people that, like, rages and stuff. He's super good about, like, interacting with his community and, like, just, like, being a, a really cool, upbeat dude the entire time. And I think he just deserves all the love in the world. He plays that. He plays some Star, Star Citizen on there. He plays um, some DayZ oh. on there, too. So, um, Oh, wow. He's hardcore. Yes. Yes. But um, I, I absolutely, I love him. He started playing with Aqua FPS lately a lot. I don't know if you know who that okay. is. But he's a, he's I, a I've heard of streamer, them. streamer. But I, I just love him. I love his content. I love that in what I think can be a very toxic environment, because Twitch can be very, very toxic at times. I think that he's yes. he does a really great job of just staying positive, staying upbeat, and being uh, being a great dude. And he's like... Oh, that's phenomenal. He's got a wife, and he's, his wife's pregnant. They already have one kid. And so it's one of those people that he's like easy to support, because I know I'm supporting like a family man yep. that's just trying yep. to like make things work. And he didn't even do full-time streaming until this year. Because he was streaming and doing um, a, a normal like day job, but he got laid off from his day job because oh. of COVID, and so now he's he's a full time streamer and he's doing a great job. He's crushing it. So, Aw, that's cool. Yeah, but I love his content. That's I mean, really I've watched nice. I've watched multiple 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 hours of his content. He's just a good content creator that does good stuff. And yeah, this section of the podcast was supported by Jesse <laughs> Jesse <Kazam. laughs> Um, our first non-sponsorship. No, um, that's awesome, dude. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I always like to raise up and try and, you know, uh, spotlight um, optimistic people. Oh, it's yeah. so easy to follow, honestly, like toxic people. I don't know what it is. But it's like the Jersey Shore of like of like pop culture. Almost like <laughs> you love to watch salty people. Yeah. You love to watch and, you know, like Bill Burr, like we're talking about, builds their kingdoms on salt. And it's like, I would love to, yes, yeah, shine more light on on a good like I'll, I'll i'll just do a quick plug um my top streamer is king gathalion mm. um he was a destiny streamer yeah. for a long time he's now more variety and he moved over to facebook which i don't like but he's still a great person and his whole thing is like just good vibes yeah so i mean stuff like that um if you guys have any more streamers that you want to like you know want us to check out we'd love to pop us at at, at twitter yeah. you know we can always we use do. more um streamers to catch um in that regard, we actually have a teaser for 2021. We might be interviewing yeah. a streamer. So that would be fun. All right. Well, the final one of this episode. Um, this one might be just a little longer because it's kind of a group of things. It all falls under the banner of socializing on Zoom. So what I mean by that, I mean a couple things. Number one, Emerald and I put together a series of Quorum trivias. Yeah. In the middle of the year, uh, we set up these events for friends and family. And then now we actually sent out an invite for one right after Christmas. We're doing a holiday special. And we, it, it was so heartwarming because we did one like a month or two a month or something like that for like a two months straight or something. And it was um, just a way to get through lockdown. And Emerald and I found a lot of time together. It was really fun putting the trivia stuff together. Um, we had a $5 entry for all 
friends and family. And so the top three teams like won money. And then what happened was all of this love kept flooding in. Like people were so jazzed about it. We, um, it was like two hours and people literally kept texting us like, are you guys going to do another one? Are you guys, we, it's like, we're looking for, it's our one big social event that we're like looking forward to. And it was just like, we just like the first one didn't have a lot of people. It was only like 30 to 40 people. But by the end we had 76 people Oh wow! in one zoom call doing teams and competing on trivia. And it was just so awesome. And it really got us through a lot. Um, and I think it really helped other people. And I'm just sort of highlighting like, that's the power of technology right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Like we had 76 people all in one quote unquote room doing trivia yeah. and it was so phenomenal. Um, and then same idea. I'm DMing a Starfinder campaign yeah. right now. For instance, we just played last night and played six to 10 PM. And we did the uh, one that you and I planned yeah. out a couple weeks back. Uh, and it went really well. Um, I only got about halfway through. So I got one of my players was doing the, uh, uh, the the evil villain the whole time yes. and he was doing secret the, the cool thing is we were actually talking about it afterwards once they found out that he was the villain yeah. um, they were talking were you that the whole time or were you taking over like what, how, <laughs> how did you do that and what we did was the whole time I had a chat with him going in the zoom chat like privately yeah and he was in, and he would be like, okay, we're walking over into this room. And he goes, uh, he types to me, he goes, uh, I walk the other way into the other room and I fuck shit up. And I'm like, okay, first stealth roll. And he does like stealth checks, like on the side. Nice. And I'm like, then if he, if he, and then I would be like, Hey, everyone, um, can you roll a passive perception check? And so everyone would do it. And it, and I would, if it beat his, uh, perception check, they'd notice he was gone. Like, <laughs> so it was, it was it just ran really cool. And then like if he passed, then he would roll an engineering check to like see if he fucked up like the communications array or whatever he was doing. Right. So it worked really well and they finally found him out and it was so cool. Um, so that worked really fun, but it was on that mechanic can't be done on a table. You can't play yeah. secret identity yeah. at a table unless you like plan it all ahead and you're just running it. Yeah. Um, but you can't roll those rolls. You just can't not in front of other people. So it worked, I think even better over zoom than it would have at a table. So that's awesome. Yeah. And Starfinder has been huge for me. Um, Brent, you and I started this podcast as part of a creative outlet thing. Yeah. Um, you and I needed to build something for me. That was partly Starfinder. Like I had uh, dreamed of DMing a D and D campaign for years. And finally I was able to do Starfinder and it's been an excellent creative outlet because I've been able to write and create these moments, but at the same time, like I just put people in a really cool situation that I think is really cool. And then they fucking take it. I love players. Players are absolute maniacs and do whatever <laughs> the fuck they want. And you never think of it. And I, and it's like to other people, like other DMs, I'm trying to get off the railroads. I'm working on that for my thing to open the world up for them because yeah. they, they are maniacs. They will just like think of these things that I never thought of. And for instance, like one character I just said, oh, I don't know. There's an escape pod here because the villain was trying to get to an escape pod. So one of these characters that I was playing that I had playing took something valuable to the other characters and fucked off and used the escape pod. I was like, oh, but I love it was a plot twist that I didn't think of. But he played his character well. Yeah. Like, so I just I, I love the collaboration and just the socialization. And I'm just really glad that we had the technology right now at this time to be able to do that kind of thing. Absolutely. This section of the podcast brought to you by Zoom. <laughs> no, which is absolutely just a Chinese way to uh, to monitor and, and spy on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I don't care. But we willingly accept it. Yeah, exactly. We accept our Chinese overlords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they pop into our Zoom session right now and are just like, thank you. <laughs> And on the top of building a kingdom of sugar, uh, if you are enjoying what we're doing here, um, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, uh, review. All those things help us out a lot. We've had so much support, and it's been really, really heartwarming to see everybody, uh, you know, just enjoying the podcast. Uh, we can always use a little more people in our kingdom. Right, Brad? <laughs> oh, our kingdom. I like that. We can call you our, uh, I don't even know what our... I mean, Jesus. you're not peons. So I was subjects. <laughs> you're our subjects. Our subjects. Our Pop-Tarts. Our, our little Pop-Tarts. <gasps> our sweet Pop-Tarts. little Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we have um, one more episode to go in the year. Um, we're going to go from five to one. And I'm really excited to talk about a little bit of controversial stuff. This is our first cliffhanger Teaser? episode where you guys have to wait until next week to hear the rest. So. <laughs> how are we, how are they going to rescue Grogu, though? <laughs> <laughs> Find out on part two in the last episode of Poptimistic. See you next week. Have a great uh, holiday. Any Whatever holiday you um, celebrate, have a great holiday. And we will see you in a week. Love you. Bye. Bye.